Okay, happy Friday to all, and welcome to another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's good to be with you, and today we are once again tackling the issue of the elections. We're just a few short days away from the Michigan gubernatorial election, among other things that will be decided on our ballot. And I think it's important for us to um, discuss these issues in a candid manner and to realize that as we are still here on this earth, we have an opportunity uh, to shine a light on important topics, and this is one of them. We are uniquely blessed in America that we are able to have a voice in how our country is run. It may seem like we're losing that voice, but that means that the time has come to shine even brighter than we have been, and so I think this topic will be important. But first, before we dig in, let's go to Adam with the quote of the day. It says here, God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. That comes from Noah Webster, father of the dictionary and American patriot. All right, and, and basically what Noah Webster is saying here is that we have the opportunity when we choose our rulers, because we have opportunity to choose our rulers, to choose people that believe in what the Bible stands for. And many of our founding fathers, although revisionist history historians try to tell us otherwise, many of our founding fathers had, at the very least, a deep respect for God and the Bible. Benjamin Franklin, for instance, was would be the first to admit to you that he was not a Christian. He actually said to George Whitfield, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. <laughs> and yet, he said... If a sparrow can't fall without the father's notice, surely he governs in the affairs of men. And he cares about the rise of this new country, America. That was uh, Benjamin Franklin's view. And there were many of the founding fathers who not only believed that much, but they had personal relationships with Jesus Christ. And so we as believers in the 21st century, should not be afraid to voice our opinions and God's word as we go to the polls. And so we're just going to talk about some of the stuff that's at stake for uh, this election. And the first one, as I said, we are once again electing the governor. And uh, we are also electing... Supreme Court, members of the Supreme Court. We are filling a, a seat in the U.S. Senate. And we are um, once again electing the State Attorney General. My focus today is not so much on giving you candidates to vote for. Uh, I may get to the comfort level on this podcast where I actually vocally endorse somebody on the podcast. If you follow my personal Facebook page, you will find endorsements and things of that kind there. Um, anybody that's interested can just go to uh, type in my name, Andrew Gamison, in the search window, and they will find it there. But for the sake of this discussion, we just want, I just want to talk to you about how I think it's most important to be an issues voter, to be an informed voter. It's not so much... Oh, I'm 18, now I have the right to go to the polls, 
and put a check mark by a name on a ballot. That's not what real voting is about. A real dedication to the principle of voting is studying the people that are running, choosing the people that line most up with the issues that you uh, believe in. And if you are a Christian, I think that you should choose people that are in line with the Word of God for the most part. No one's perfect, and I think sometimes we get discouraged because we're looking for the perfect candidate. Um, but even I would not be the perfect candidate. There would be things that you would probably disagree with me on. But the idea is not to find a perfect candidate, because if there was a perfect candidate, that would mean that there was a perfect person. And we all know that there's only one perfect person in the history of the world, and that was Jesus Christ. So, um, before we go on, Adam, did you have any thoughts? I think that's um, – I, I, I like what you said about that, that there's no perfect person because sometimes we can put our standards so high that it's like it's impossible to reach. So we just figure, oh, well, I'm just going to not, just not vote or uh, just I've given up hope because everyone's corrupt in government. And uh, there are good people out there, good Christ-loving people, and uh, they might not be perfect, but they're going to point people in the right direction. So just uh, asking God for that wisdom – to truly know what that candidate stands for. And if, if you want more information on what I feel are the more prevalent issues to go to the polls and think about, you can always um, go back to our election 2012 podcast where I outline that in more detail. Um, but I didn't just want to have a repeat of the last election podcast, so um, I will leave you to go back to the archives and actually, it's not that hard because I recently posted it as a Throwback Thursday episode on the blog, which I've been doing with some of our early shows. So if you want to see how far we've come and, and see some of the early shows, I would encourage you to check my blog every Thursday and check my Facebook uh, because those podcasts will keep coming. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it, and I'm enjoying listening to the archives as well, Adam. I don't know if you've ever clicked on them, any of them yet, but it's just kind of interesting to see what we've been through and the shows that we've made and how we've progressed. So, All right, and one reason why I think that voting is so important is outlined in, in the verse Proverbs 28, 28. When the, when the wicked rise, men hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. And I want a leader that will help us to return to our Christian roots. People think it's think every religion these days is acceptable, except for Christianity. And it's they always say that you shouldn't force your religion on somebody else. But it seems like all the other religions are the ones that forced, have forced Christianity out of the mainstream of the United States culture. You know, and, and we used to be a melting pot where people came here because they wanted to be Americans. And now we're more like an ice cube tray because they want to come here and impart, you know, large parts of their culture onto America and take anything American that's offensive out of our culture. And that kind of hints to another issue, uh, which I don't want to belabor, but we need to be careful 
um, about how we approach that. Like, if you're coming to America, I respect you. I am the grandson or the great-grandson of immigrants. I'm glad that he came here. I'm glad that I have the opportunity to live in this country. But I think that you shouldn't make a commitment to being an American if you choose to live here. And that could spark a lot of debate, and we could do a whole podcast just on the immigration issue. I'm not here to set up a whole platform. I am merely saying that we need to protect um, the, the freedoms that we have in this country, and we need to get back to the basics and not be afraid to uphold the American ideals of the past and to go back to them. Because Alexis de Tocqueville said it this way. He said, America is great because America is good. And if America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. And I think that we are really on a, uh, at a precipice right now where we have to decide whether we are going to continue to be good and thus be great. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that he said about that was that part of America's greatness was that the truth of the scriptures was being expounded from the pulpits of America. And that's even being threatened today. So we need to continue to stand strong. And one way we can do this is to be at the polls this coming Tuesday and cast our vote for people that respect the Word of God. Did you have any thoughts, Adam? Boy, I, I honestly, I, I, I was just kind of listening on that one. You hit the nail on the head. You really do. I like that. All right, well, I just want to share one more biblical example of seeking God and of a leader that seeks God. And as you listen to this, think about this. If we had a president that had the mind of this man Solomon in this passage when he became king, how much better would our country be right now? Mm-hmm. Now, we all, we all we also know that he struggled himself and got away from God for a good portion of his life because he allowed women uh, to influence him to to embrace false gods. But he did come back to God and write books like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, which are still imparting wisdom to us today. So, Adam, would you read this passage? This is Second Chronicles 1, 7-12. Absolutely. In that night did God appear unto Solomon, and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this, thy people, that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people, over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither that, neither shall there any after the have the like second chronicles 1 verses 7 through 12 all right and so we see in this story we see solomon who god comes to him right after he becomes king and he says what do you want solomon 
And Solomon says, your people are great, and I am just like a little child. I need wisdom to rule them. And when I read this passage, I just think, if, if our leaders today had that idea, the idea of servant leadership, you need this in all facets of life, but especially in matters of government because they make decisions for millions of people. If they had this attitude, how much better things would be. Mm-hmm. And you just and you also see how God says, Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall any after thee have the like. A lot of people go into these elections, especially lately, and the number one thing they talk about is the economy. I've said before on this podcast, and I will say again, that I don't think God can bless a country economically that continues to stand in opposition of him morally. And I do not believe in a health and wealth gospel. I do not believe that if you get everything right with God, you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to have a Ferrari in your driveway. But I also believe that God blesses those who are in tune with him, who are walking according to his will. And if we really want to see economic blessing in this country, it's not going to come from a conservative fiscal policy so much as it is from a policy that says God's ways are the best. After all, it's God that said, oh, no man anything but to love one another. It's God that said the borrower is servant to the lender. So we need people that believe God and take him at his word on these things. And if we have that, God will honor America. All right, I just want to mention to you that if you want information on your polling place or or your local ballot, you can find that at michigan.gov slash vote. michigan.gov slash vote. It will ask you for some information about where you live, and then it will pull up the ballot for your local area. So if you want information on that, just pull that up, and I will have that link on the blog. I encourage you to get out and vote this Tuesday um, because the decisions you make will impact people um, possibly for years to come. So don't take this lightly. Um, I I thank you for listening. I'm going to close in prayer, and then uh, the music... And then, and then I'll have my final thoughts. But um, just remember that we have an opportunity to shine even as we go to the ballot box. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for the opportunity to come before you. We thank you that you care about this country. We thank you for the rich spiritual heritage that you gave us in this country. We know that this country has not always done right. We know that there have always been good and evil men, men dedicated to you and men dedicated to the world and the devil. But we pray that good would overcome evil. We pray that you would send a revival to our land, that you would place men in authority, men and women in authority this week who will honor you and love your word. And we pray that we would all be watchful for what you have for us and that we would live in the knowledge that you are coming again. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I encourage you, as always, to share this podcast with your friends. Let them know where they can find my archive in iTunes or at www.speakingforhim.com. Please rate and review us in iTunes or Stitcher. Stitcher is great because it works both on iPhone and Android, I do believe. So please make sure that you avail yourself of those resources and any additional show notes that are on the blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com. But until next week, for the Speaking For Him podcast, this has been your host, Andrew Gomison, alongside my co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt, saying to you, as always, keep serving the best of masters.